This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast. Over there is Dax Holt. My name is Adam Glenn. We are two entertainment news journalists with more than a decade experience. Dax has been doing a little bit longer. It's because he's two years older than me. However, <laughs> I read at a higher level, so it kind of breaks off. We're sort of even. Dax. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. And now everyone knows you're a big fat liar because you know my reading level is way higher than yours. <laughs> Actually, the way you've been reading, <laughs> how long did it take you to get Ozempic down? Okay. So, <laughs> I didn't say my speaking talents. I didn't say speaking talents. I said reading. And most yeah, of it's come else. from having to read all these headlines every day during the raw rundown. <laughs> no, that is true. You are way smarter than me. Let's, I think the audience already knows that. Um, Guys, it's the end of the year. It's 2023. It was a good year. I I mean, it's so funny. You start the year, and then there's always a death way too quick in the year. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh, you, it's so quick. And then, you know, 2024, unfortunately, someone's going to be taken from us. And everyone's going to say, man, right away it happened. But 2023 overall was a, a unique year in uh, entertainment news. I think it was Mm -hmm. stuff that we did not see coming. In this episode, we're going to talk to you about the biggest stories of 2023. Dax, you helped me put together this list of the stories. How did you judge of the top 10 biggest stories of 2023? I went straight off the data, dude. I went off the most trending, biggest Google-searched, the topics that people wanted to know the most about, because so this isn't subjective. This isn't like when we do the raw rundown, it's subjective. It's what we think are the biggest stories of the somewhat week. Somewhat subjective. Somewhat subjective. Also, there is some data, but sometimes it is subjective. Sometimes there's some yeah. picking and choosing. This is all data proven. This, this is list. all data going off of the most searched terms, most, most searched people um, of the year. So that is how this top 10 list has been put together. So if your big story didn't make it, it's because you didn't Google it enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So yeah, this is all data proven. This is not us saying, oh, we think this should be here. That should be there. Oh, how's not Kim and Croy in this countdown, which thankfully it is not in this countdown. So you guys can stick around. Um, Yeah, exactly. You know, Kanye would have been maybe top 20, if we made it at 20 stories, but this is the top 10 time-wise 
we're only doing the top 10. Uh, before we get to the top 10 stories, the biggest stories of 2023, you guys have listened to this podcast before. You know how much we appreciate these reviews. When you give it to us, we read them live on air. Dax, do you have a review ready for us? I got one. All right. This one comes from Christy Sue. Five stars. Love it. You guys are amazing. I love getting to hear all the spicy details. I only listen to a couple of podcasts, and you are number one on my list. Hell yeah, we are, Christy. Thank you, thank you, thank you for letting us be number one, but also taking the time to leave a review. That's awesome. Christy Stews, thank you so much for the review, guys. Keep the reviews coming, especially in 2024. If you've already left one, leave another with your spouse, your friend, your gardener, your neighbor, your roommate, their phone. It really helps us out. It helps keep the lights on for this podcast. Do you, do you have a, uh, a resolution for this upcoming year? You know, Dax, I haven't thought of it yet. So I'm going to give us one. Yeah. I'm going to give us one. Someone wrote in that they can't stand the fact that we say a hundred percent all the time. When I tell a story and you go a hundred (laughs) percent or you tell a story and I go a hundred percent. So our resolution is going to be not to use that phrase in the year 2024. It's going to be tough. I say my resolution. hundred percent. Is to double. <laughs> I don't know. It's my resolution because it's out of my. A resolution has to be in your control. I was going to say my resol. Our resolution. I don't know. It's to focus on doubling our audience, and I got to find out if and how and when. And honestly, time wise, we don't have that much time out there because you and I are both so actively running around you and your business, me trying to run around chase these celebrities, that. I feel like I should go out and do some more podcasts. I should be guests on some more podcasts. Um, if you have any shows that you guys suggest I should go on, I'll kind of pitch myself. I'm not going to say they're going to have me on, but I think <laughs> Dax and I are a good guests to go on those podcasts. And obviously going on those podcasts helps promote our show, helps double our audience, and uh, just makes us keep Helps bring growing. people back, yeah. Helps, pe- helps bring people back. It's a growing community because we're all friends here. Um, so I guess that's really my um, – resolution for the podcast uh dax let's get into the biggest stories of 2023 we're going to start with number six no i'm kidding we're going to start with number (laughs) 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 number six funny that the the end wrap up we just throw a whole kink at it and just go from six to eight to two (laughs) just really mess with people all right number 10 is kylie jenner and timothy chalamet their relationship was one of the most talked about most googled most interesting relationships of the year not number one uh relationship to be talked about this year uh but high high up there a lot of people fascinated with this whole thing um so if we go back and kind of look at when they first got together, if you remember, this was early in April 2023 when Dumois actually reported that the two of them were dating. She did uh, one of those posts that just said this was anonymous. Multiple sources have told me that Timothy Chalamet has a new girl, that girl being Kylie Jenner. So that was kind of the first report of the two of them dating then you flash forward to april 13th and kylie jenner's car was seen at his home um so that obviously was like oh shit like there is actually some 
some possible truth to this. Then April 17th, one source um, confirmed to Entertainment Tonight that the two are in fact dating. So at this point, the internet is going crazy. Twitter's exploding and uh, Instagram is like, you know, freaking out. Um, and and um, that's when I think, you know, a lot of people were starting to go, oh, this is this is a true thing. Um, well, there, there was, was like stories. There, there was, I think people are trying to see his car in her driveway. Uh, or and they're just like, what is going on? Her car's in the driveway. Why would her car be in the driveway? We didn't know exactly what was going on. We still don't even know how they first met, uh, because it's hard for people to meet as who are so um, popular and so big yeah. as them. I mean, there's these are two of the biggest celebrities in the world. These are A-list stars, and mm-hmm. to see, you know, there's it's not like these two meet at a bar. Somehow they met through friends, or they met at a party, but. The, the, the golden seal on this relationship is when they decided to come out and make out at a Beyonce concert in September. Well, if you remember, there was already breakup rumors in August. I remember there were rumors that came out yes. before they had even confirmed that they were together. Uh, TMZ shut down those rumors saying, no, 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 that's not true. Then the Beyonce concert happened in September where they were seen kissing. But that that video of them kissing was finally like the real real proof everyone needed to know because seeing an suv outside of a house there's not really the photo you know what i'm saying like you don't see them together they could have been friends but the beyonce concerts when it was like oh shit these two are a hundred percent actually dating they were all kissing and cuddling in the vip section um and so that was huge and then it was like right after that it was like they kind of stopped doing the hiding you saw Later that month, they were at the uh, what was it the, the the tennis game or something the U.S. The Open, US Open I think in in New York, and that's where He's they were kissing her, her. Yeah. yeah, making out the entire time, like not hiding it. I was so surprised by this relationship, Dax, because I thought Timothy Chalamet was sort of going the route of like Leonardo DiCaprio, where it was going to mm-hmm. be very private, very um, not celebrity as much like okay. this is a huge star i thought he was going to be more of like i'm getting to that role of i'm treated as a real actor and not just an actor but a, a movie star and he's a movie yeah. star now obviously with his new wonka movie going on but i thought he was going to pick a different route when it comes to relationships and i was surprised by kylie and it's funny because he started dating kylie her ex travis scott who was always sort of more private He's now putting himself out there a little bit more, where you see him now coming out a little bit more outside his shell. Maybe he's coming out to change that narrative that around him about the uh, yeah. the the concert uh, problem that he had, the concert chaos, yeah. the concert mass. I don't know, it's, it's not a massacre, but it was just I mean, uh, Astroworld. Died, the, so. the, the, yeah, it was a there was a disaster, a, a disaster. Yeah, Astroworld disaster. Um, so yeah, I people were really surprised by this relationship. To this day, they are ending the year as a couple. They were just seen together uh, in November at the uh, the, um, the Wall Street the Journal Magazine premiere. Innovator Awards. Yeah, the Wonka yeah. premiere. Um, so, well, they were at uh, December tenth. They did the LA Wonka premiere. They she also flew over to the British uh, or the UK premiere as well. So they are full on still coupling out, which I can't believe. Like you rarely see celebrities or actors become a list or really legitimate so quickly. He is one of those people that I feel like his rise to superstardom 
happened so fast with the Dune movies and Wonka. And I mean, it just like he went from a, a very small actor to a very big actor super quick. Dax, if you're a casting director, if you're a manager, an yep. agent, and you have to invest in a star, you know, your time, you think someone's the person, they're, they're mm-hmm. it, they have that it factor. Mm-hmm. Would you put your cards in? Would you bet on Timothy Chalamet to be that star? Because it's really yeah, been a breakout I, year I, in last year. I think him, I think Zendaya, I think also is one of those people that like they have that it factor. Um, I think that's why the Dune movies obviously did so well, having both of them together in one movie. Um, but yeah, 100%. He, he seems to have that thing and he attracts a, a very young audience and he's bringing people into the movies. Well, her sister wasn't the only one to make uh, a news story this year. Um, her sister, Kendall, also started to date. Uh, well, she was with Devin Booker and she broke up with Devin Booker and dated Bad Bunny, who's probably or is the biggest music mm-hmm. artist in the world. Uh, some people might not be familiar with his music, but worldwide, he's huge. There's no one bigger. There's no one bigger right now as far as musician wise. So she dated uh, for a couple months, uh, she dated Bad Bunny. They had a, uh, I guess they And they started. also, yeah, they. They started back in early 2023, like February. I think the, the the rumor started going around. Then by March, that's when you start seeing photos of them kissing. I remember the really famous photos in April of them out on like a horseback riding date. Yeah, which, I remember that. That was me, crazy. Yeah, which was like, oh, my God, these two are actually together. This is nuts. Like, it's not just like a one night stand kind of thing. And then it was like after that, they were seen everywhere. They went to Coachella together. They were seen leaving concerts together. They had dinner dates. Uh, I mean, they were just kind of all over the place, sitting courtside at different basketball games. Um, I think there were a couple Lakers games together. I mean, it was like they were kind of inseparable for a time being there. And then flash forward to like a couple days ago. um, And December 17th is when it was confirmed that they had now gone their separate ways. So they had like a a year of fun hangout time and it seems like they're done. I, yeah, surprised by this relationship, but they're both so busy. I mean, I'm not surprised, but I was, uh, I, I, I don't know if I bet on this relationship. I just think they're both so busy and it's, uh, it's a, he's a, he's not a rock star, but he's got that rock star life and, uh, mm-hmm. he's on the road a lot, you know, his business, he makes his money on the road. So he just, he's got a child to make money and uh, it's gotta be hard for a relationship. Um, weird news is that this is the only Kardashian Jenner story of the year. How does that like feel? The, Dex? So when's the last time? Crazy? Yeah. I don't know if in the last decade, if Kim Kardashian has not been in the top 10 stories, of the year of the year that is kind of nuts and yeah, amazing just, at uh, the same time <laughs> yeah we're like Woo. i mean they just made the list so they're number 10 number nine dax danny masterson it was a unique year for danny masterson tell us about this story well so he's been in the headlines obviously for many years but the reason that this story really made the countdown was because his trial concluded with, um, you know, a guilty verdict. But I, I'm going to take us all the way back. If you remember back in like March of 2017 was really kind of 
the initial time that we start hearing his name being linked to criminal activities, there were um, a couple of women that had come forward with claims that they were sexually assaulted um, back in the early 2000s. And so LAPD started to investigate and it was prompted by multiple police reports. And that was kind of really when his name started to pop up back in the news. And at the time he was on the TV show, the ranch. Um, and I think they kind of waited to see where the, um, the stories would land. They ended up, uh, I guess, firing him from the ranch, uh, because it just seemed like there were too many allegations coming forward and they didn't want to have any part of that. So they let him go. Um, and, and then it was just like, over time, we start to see that the story started to develop and that, um, and that the L.A. District Attorney Jackie Lacey had basically started to ask Deputy uh, Attorney that was handling the case to look into the rape investigation. They wanted more information. Um, they were formally presenting it for uh, you know to the next series of people. And so this the story was really starting to pick up some steam. And I remember like it was a it was a big story back then, but nothing like it was this year. I mean, do you agree with me on that? Yeah, I think it was a huge story this year. In fact, I've said it before on our, on one of our recent podcasts, one of my favorite accounts on Instagram, and it's 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 a it's unique to follow. I don't want to say it's fun, but I'd say you're just like mesmerized by watching this content. Is these you know obviously Danny Masterson was a Scientologist, and re- lately these TikTokers have been like posting and streaming outside the Church of Scientology where the Scientologists are trying to bring in new members on the street and they try to say, Hey, you're going to get a personality test. But instead what they do is they bring them in, they try to sell them some books and try to make new members. But people say, don't go in. It's a cult. It's a cult. This guy streets LA. It's a fascinating TikTok. I mean, it's sort of tough to watch, but you'll just be fascinated watching it. This story, by the way, with Danny Masterson really started to take a turn. Once Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis uh, spoke on Danny Masterson. No, it didn't take the turn because of that. It took the turn because well, he got it wasn't not, charged. Well, he got charged, but before they before he got, you know, he was charged, but he wasn't convicted. They spoke so, before so he got convicted. So hold on, convicted. I got, I I have to back up because I think the reason that it also got a lot of attention was if you remember, first he was charged with everything back in like Oh God, 2021. He pled not guilty back then. They they went to trial. There was a mistrial at one point. Um, they went back to trial again. He was found guilty uh, of two of the women's allegations, uh, but not the third one. So then they went back to trial. I mean, it's just been he's been in and out, in and out of uh, of court, um, and. And once he went back to court earlier this year, this was kind of like the big deal. He was going back in. It was a second trial. Um, they had requested to dismiss the case. The, that said, nope, we're, we're moving forward with it. And, and then the second verdict was reached. And he was sentenced to 30 years to life in prison on September 7th after he was convicted of two counts of forcible rape during his sexual assault uh, retrial. Um, and uh, the judge went on to say, Mr. Masterson, you are not the victim here. Your actions 20 years ago took away another person's choice and voice. Um, and your actions 20 years ago today were criminal. And that's why you are here. Uh, wow. So that 
moment is really what solidified him onto this countdown because it was like the first time that he was actually getting sentenced after being in and out of court for so long. Yeah, the sentencing was a big part of it. But Dax, walk me through Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis' involvement with this story because they got a lot of backlash for Danny Masterson's oh, story. 100%. So they had actually sent a letter of support to the judge that was not ever supposed to be public. And that was that was where they really messed up here um, because someone got their hands on it and published the letter. Um, and they had basically referred to him as a quote-unquote role model and a quote-unquote extraordinary, honest person that he's among a few people that I would trust to be alone with my son or daughter. Uh, I mean, they really went out and said he had exceptional character, tremendous positive influence over them, like really just made him seem like a fantastic person. But on the other hand, you got to go, yeah, he may be fantastic to you guys, but you don't know what he is doing behind closed doors. And I think you see this quite often where you think you know someone, but like you don't know where what they're doing when you're not around. You know, they, they're on a different level than maybe some of these women that he had interactions with. So anyway, and this is so far down into the trial that everyone's already like over Danny Masterson. They come forward, write this letter. It goes public and they get trashed online. Trashed. Um, it was so the, bad. So bad to the point where they then had to go do this video where like she's not wearing makeup. He looks like he just rolled out of bed so that they kind of like look, um, I, I don't know, like not like superstars, relatable, yeah, it, I guess you would it was say. A very, it was a somber video, just so just speaking. And they shot it on, you know, obviously a cell phone. It wasn't like a production, but they had to show their sympathy for the situation. Victims. They, spoke they said, we, the we, we support victims. And they're basically like, look, like this is just us talking about someone that we know and tried to make good but at that point i feel like they had already done so much damage anyway man but this cost them work i mean i wouldn't say cost them work because it wasn't much work uh before this happened before the backlash happened mila was actually going to direct matt rife's comedy special mm -hmm. and yep. then i think because of all the turmoil around all this she either stepped down or she probably said, hey, Matt, I shouldn't do this. It was sort of like mutually like, hey, I don't think you should really be involved with the project to take the attention away from directing Matt Rife's comedy special. He lost the job. Well, he was he was actually working on uh, – he resigned. He was on an anti-sex abuse organization. He was part of a charity program where he basically resigned from working like on it. Like sex trafficking, yeah. Yeah, so it was just <sighs> – I think going Again, forward, bad I think, PR all around, bad PR all around. But I think in the future, I think a lot of people, especially when it comes to celebrities, even more these high profile cases, sending in that letter, speaking on someone's behalf, it could really, even though you're friends with the person, it's one of those things like it could really bite you in the ass. And it did for Adam Mila. It's uh, how, how can you imagine when they find out like, oh shit, that letter is going public? They probably were yeah. just beside themselves. Like this was supposed to be a private letter from us 
to the judge. How did it get out? How are like, they had to have known this was going to be horrible for them. I mean, once you get that call, I mean, that's gotta be interesting. This is not a change of subject. This story just kind of came out. So it didn't get as many clicks yet. I mean, we'll see over this story kind of came towards the end of the year. So it didn't get as many clicks yet, but by the end of the year, it could have, if this happened in the middle of the year, this could have been in this kind of, I would say in the top 10. And I'm, I'm just going to throw it in real quick is the Jonathan Majors story. Jonathan Majors was found guilty. Uh, I mean, dropped by – he was going to – dude, this guy was going to be the next Marvel star. Like mm-hmm. Marvel put all their money on this guy. They said, you're going to be our next star, and you get in a Marvel franchise. It's not only just the money. You're, your great, great, great grandkids are wealthy. That's what it is. You just hit the jackpot, and he was just found guilty. Um, you know, and then got fired. Like, fired yeah, from was- Disney. So yeah, he was convicted of reckless assault and harassment um, and acquitted of us. Uh, I don't know. So I don't know. It's it's bad news for him as well. But yeah, this uh, weird shit. Weird shit. I can't believe that story happened. This guy's going to have a, yeah, just tough, tough year for that yeah. guy as well. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. All right, let's take a quick break. I want to talk about our sponsor today, Factor. Uh, you know, Factor's got these delicious, ready-to-eat meals that make eating better every day so much easier. You just want to head over to factormeals.com slash rawpod50. Use our code rawpod50 to get 50% off. Listen, they got over 35 different options to choose from, including people who are into keto diets, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and so many more. Uh, I think my thing is I am constantly on the run. I have zero time in my life, and they've got these easy two-minute meals, which is basically they tell them is you fuel up fast. You've got these restaurant-quality meals that are ready to eat and heat up whenever you are. So don't let the food dictate your your life you just kind of pop it in get it ready to go they've also got snacks and smoothies so many more you know you can kind of really plan out your entire day with breakfast midday bites so many more i'm a huge snacker myself so that's kind of like what i lean to so if you are interested in checking out factor for the first time head on over to factormeals.com slash raw pod 50 use our code raw pod 50 to get 50 percent off that's code raw pod 50 at factormeals.com slash raw pod 50 to get 50% off. Trust me, you're going to love it. You'll thank us later. Uh, number eight. Number eight. Well, Brittany did not avoid our uh, our top 10 countdown and not because of her Instagram, not because her dad lost her leg this year, but because <laughs> of her divorce. Um, obviously, she had a very quick marriage to Sam Asgari. You know, they they had been together for a, a couple of years and then ended up deciding to walk down the aisle in June of 2022. They had a bunch of people there, Madonna and Paris Hilton and a bunch of other people as they got married. Um, but then um, 
they ended up saying that was it. Um, he accused her of basically cheating on him is at least the initial stories that come out. What are the reasons that uh, the marriage was ending? Um, I think it was like August 16th of this year that the news broke that uh, he was going to be divorcing her and um, the whole cheating rumors had come out. Um, but she, we, well, you they know, got this, married. They got married what right. June two. So they got married June two thousand twenty two. They got divorced. It was announced they were divorced when August. When was it, Dex? It was like it was mid August. Mid August, so like August sixteenth. So I personally did not think Sam. To me, at least, what I saw through the small interviews he would do of journals and stuff like that. I actually thought this was going to go the distance, this relationship. I mean, they dated for a while before they decided to get married. Yeah, but she also and, got really weird on social media, dude. I like, like really weird. So I, he was really with weird. her. He was with her during the time that she was under the conservatorship. And he, it's, things seemed to be going very well. The second that the conservatorship ended, I think is also when things took a bit of a turn for them. Um, you know, so say what you want about the conservatorship. I think there were aspects of it that were keeping her life in check, unfortunately, that, you know, we, we maybe not agree with because people should be able to make their own choices. But I think there are certain aspects that when you're struggling with mental health, you may not choose to be making the right choices that are good for you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I. <sighs> I think that's probably where things started to go downhill. She started to get very sexual on Instagram after the conservatorship ended. Are you saying, uh, Dax, that this relationship could have lasted if Britney just got off Instagram? I, I don't know if it's Instagram, but maybe there was something to be said with, you know, her life being a little more structured. And True. I'm not saying the conservative was the best. Sorry, I'm still dealing with this cold. So I apologize I'm trying to mute most of my coughs for you guys, so you don't have to hear me <laughs> hacking your your ears. But I apologize if one or two slips through. Um, no, but I think that the structure was probably beneficial to their relationship because when it all broke down, I think their relationship also broke down. At what point, Dax, with Brittany, and this doesn't sound weird, does the money start to maybe run out? Do you think there's just so much passive income that she's able to really not work or yes yes with with britney spears yes there is constant money still flowing in from all of her albums all of her rec records and hits and all that kind of stuff i think that that is forever wealth for her because she is still someone that gets played on the radio all the time um so i think i think she'll be set for for life I mean, yeah. she spent she's she's blown through a lot of money, and a lot of that money was generated from her tours. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think you can eventually run out of it 100. percent But I think she'll still be good for quite a long time. Okay. And I think All she right. could sell her catalog and make a shit ton of money too if sure. she really That's wanted to. If she really needs to, she go sell the cat the the catalog, which yeah. has been the trend uh, of the last two years. Um, all right, that's enough with Brittany because she's just it's she's just a tough one to discuss for me personally. Is it a tough one for you to discuss? Because it's just like it's to me, it's like just it's so it's sad. what makes it hard is I want to be respectful of mental health. Um, sure. And so that's where I struggle a lot of like 
how do I say this in a respectful way, but also acknowledge that we're clearly not out of the woods yet and that I wish someone on her camp was helping a little bit more. But yeah, how do you do that? I don't know, because people are going to get shit on. They, they tried to help her. She get, they get shit on, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dax, the number seven story, this story, man, P Diddy, P Diddy, P Diddy. I, um, I don't know when eventually he's going to talk about it, but eventually he's got to talk about it. Uh, tell us about the number seven story, Dax. Number seven, this story got blown wide open, uh, in November when, uh, Diddy's ex-girlfriend Cassie sued him in federal court, accusing him of rape and a decade-long pattern of abuse that began when she was 19 years old. Um, she was, you know, if you got to remember, she was signed to Diddy's record label, Bad Boy Records, uh, but she alleged sex trafficking, human trafficking, sexual battery, sexual assault, and gender-motivated violence. Um, among other causes of action, the filing claimed that he was had controlling behavior, and that started when when they met back in 2005 after she signed a deal with Diddy's record label, and then he basically exerted complete control over her life, including her comp- her apartment, car, clothing, and other medical records, keeping uh, basically her under his thumb, and so this was huge and you and you actually saw a lot of people come out of the woodworks basically saying we knew that this was happening for a long time thank god cassie finally has the guts to go up against such a mega powerful person in hollywood um i remember aubrey o'day came out and basically backed her and said good job for for saying something because you remember aubrey and diddy had a, a bunch of issues that they collided with over the years um and so this was the initial thing, and everyone was like, "Holy crap! This this was huge." The next day, well, hold on. Settled. Before that, well, yeah, but the next day it got settled. But before that, a representative for Combs denied the claims, calling the allegations offensive and outrageous. And uh, after Ventura, Cassie demanded thirty million dollars from P Diddy. So she, apparently, they tried to before the case was going to go public. They said, "Listen, well, that's what the." Uh, you know, that's what Combs' lawyer was saying, saying, listen, they wanted $30 million to shut up. The next day, Dax, this story it basically, away. it goes away. How? So clearly, money, Mr. Money, money. Combs opened up his checkbook and said, I need you to stop talking. What is it going to cost? And she may have said $30 million. I said it clearly the first time. I'm going to say it again. I don't. We don't obviously know what that money amount is. And we'll is. never know. We'll never know, um, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was upwards near $30 million to make this go away. But what I don't think he took into account was that Cassie's went away and then two more <laughs> popped up. We knew. And we I, called it. We said, we said this is going to open up the floodgates for a lot of other women to come forward. And sure enough, a lot more people came forward. Well, we two so far two more two more came forward um claiming that uh they had also been sexually assaulted by diddy um and so i so his 30 million went to closing the mouth of of one person unfortunately i think that a lot of times that 
testimony or that, you know, experience, I think should be talked about publicly because there's a lot of people that don't ever come forward and don't say their truth because they're afraid of someone. And uh, I think that this would give power to young women around the world who are who are silently sitting back and suffering. And maybe then they would have had the courage to come out. And unfortunately, it just shows, oh, look, powerful men can pay a lot of money and make stuff go away. Yeah, it was. Uh... <sighs> well, did he also he had to he stepped down from his chairman. He was, the I guess, the head guy Revolt of TV. Revolt. Yeah. And uh, he stepped down from there. We don't know if it's temporarily or what. He hasn't. He's been seen once since this all went down. I think a paparazzi got him just on his phone, looking sad at his ho- house in his backyard. Besides that, he's really been in hiding since. Eventually, he's going to have to address it. But it was. Oh, um, by the way, I did make one error. I said two other. It's actually been three other sexual assault lawsuits since then. Multiple women have have all come forward claiming the abuse. Um, He did put out a statement. He just said, enough is enough. For the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and my legacy. Sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. So, yeah, he said, Uh, oh, he then continued on to say, let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for my truth. So... Um, I hope that does not discourage anyone else from coming forward if they've been sexually assaulted. Come forward, say your truth, get it out there. Yeah. All right. Dax, uh, what's next? What's the number one? I think the next one was... Uh... <laughs> what's the number one? We skip it up there already? No, no, no. Yeah. What's the next one that we're... we're oh, number six. number six. Number which six. Number six. Uh, Jamie Foxx, Fox, which we're still confused on what happened here. I think we're all trying to guess. There's a lot of, uh, I think we're all just trying to wonder what is going on with Jamie Foxx. And he still has not really addressed the, what happened to him. But start me from the beginning, Dax, about how this all went down. So if you remember, he was making a film in Atlanta. There was a new Netflix movie back in action. He had recruited his former co-star, Cameron Diaz out of her very, very long hiatus from acting, basically got her to come back to acting. Um, and this was a big deal. He announced that back in like last year, did a whole publicity stunt with Tom Brady about coming back to the game. Like it, this was a big deal. They went to finally actually start filming the movie. And, and then it was like something happened and no one really knew what the hell had happened. Everyone's like, so wait, he, he, there was some medical emergency. They were, there were a bunch of stories coming out about this medical emergency and he was rushed to the hospital. And then it was like for weeks and weeks, it was every story was Fox is still in the hospital. Jamie Fox is still in the hospital. Um, He's awake and alert after like weeks of waiting for anything. They were just letting out little tiny bits of information but never any details. And so you're just sitting there going, what the hell happened? Like, is he in a coma? Like, wh- why Why aren't they giving us any information, any details as to, like, what is happening with this guy? And the world is, like, sending out their prayers. you got all these big people and the cannon coming forward and saying, I hope he's doing better. I, you know, I'm praying for him. And... And his kids would, or his daughter every once in a while would go, you know, 
please pray for Jamie. He's doing okay, or he's he, he's getting slightly better. But again, never throughout all of these months did they give us any indication of what the hell landed him in the hospital. Um, what was your thoughts on this whole thing? Um, I don't really have any thoughts. I think it was more of my thought. Honestly, was Jimmy Fox's team? They they didn't mind people wondering about him. I think they kind of just sort of said, mm-hmm. and they wanted people to think about like, hey, maybe how would you guys feel, if Jamie Fox? Like, there's a chance that he could possibly leave us. And, that, and again, it could have been that extreme that he possibly could have happened. But I, I think, yeah, they didn't mind having that sort of attention um, with us. Maybe it's for prayers. Maybe it's for press maybe it's for media you know i I, that's why my feeling was i as a public person i thought they should have had a little bit more um uh they should have been more vocal with the media what was going on with them and i know it's sad because it's private and everyone deserves privacy but i think the other part of it is they didn't mind people trying to put their own narrative on the story because it was good exposure so, so it's, then I think kind you know, of it's a little the, controversial the, opinion on it, but that's just what I thought of it. So it took until May for him to really like break his silence. Right. And again, we don't know if he was breaking silence or if someone was writing a, a, a post for him. But the first Instagram post basically said, appreciate all the love, uh, uh, feeling blessed. And then gave a little shout out to Nick Cannon, who replaced him on um, on their TV show. What was it? Shazam? Beat Shazam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, replaced him, and then, um, and then there was a, a story that came out mid-May that said he was recovering in Chicago, and then it was like after all these months, he just kind of appeared, started to appear in public, which was really strange. He would like was seen on a boat one day, what, and he just kind of came back, and that was it, and it was like. Again, no one knows why. I know that he had um, what? What was he at recently that he made his? He was first, at an like, award show and made a speech. Like the Critics' Choice Awards or something. It's one of these award shows that and he, he said, you know, nothing. I yeah. <laughs> he he just, during his acceptance speech, he said something to the fact of like, I couldn't do that six months ago. I couldn't actually walk at all. And, you know, I'm not a clone. Uh, you know, people are saying there's a clone out there. It feels good to be here. I cherish every single minute now. It's different. I, w- I wouldn't wish what I went through on my worst enemy because it was tough. It's almost over. Again, I'm like, say what it is. Like, people want to know what the hell happened to you. And we've, we've decided he's going to save it for when he really needs it. And it might be when his big movie with, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz when it actually uh, goes to theaters that might be the moment that he actually talks about it because he's going to put a ton of press uh, surrounding the movie he was filming the movie when it happened blah 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 that might just be when he starts to talk about it because that would be because you can monetize it good for the movie good exposure you can monetize off it yeah it's so again my opinion is a little bit sort of and you and it I told you what like, that's just the business I told it. you in the audience what I think happened. You think remember rehab. my theory? You think rehab? I think it was rehab. Yeah, 
You think rehab? And again, I'm working that's too a, hard. A hundred percent a theory. Yeah, I think that is a hundred percent a theory that there was rehab that was needed. He was dealing with something um, and had to get away, and that was the best way to kind of have it covered up. That he disappears for weeks on end. No one knows where the hell is he's at, and it was a rehab stint. But again. 100% theory. There is no facts or basis behind that. It's a theory. So that's all. Dax, number five, we had to go into just some of the people that we lost in mm-hmm. 2023. Obviously, it's, this list, it always happens every year, but some of people, we can't get into everyone, but there's some people that are very notable, and we were just caught off, I don't want to say caught off guard, but it's just like, damn. That's that's really it's like fuck damn damn damn. Uh, you give yeah, me one. We'll, I'll we'll go one. through a couple of them. Yeah. Um, well, Lisa Marie Presley obviously was one of the big shockers of the year. I mean, she was literally out at um, I want to say it was the Golden Globes, um, like a week before she passed away, uh, and she ended up passing away from complications from weight loss surgery. Is what the official determination of her death was. She was 54 years old um, and she died on January 12th. So it was like early into the year, one of the first big ones of the year that people were just shocked by. Yeah, back in April, we lost Jerry Springer. Uh, Jerry Springer was 79 years old. He um, he had pancreatic cancer and I, he wasn't very vocal about it. He kind of lived a private life, but it was always still working. Everyone who, who worked with him or worked for him loved him. My personal experiences being around Jerry was so good. He was so cool. He got the joke. He knew what he did as far as the Jerry Springer show was just – he knew it was just kind of ruckus and chaos, but he just went along with it. He, he, he made the joke before you did. You know, he was also – besides having – besides the Jerry Springer show, he was a former mayor of Cincinnati. Um, you know, he was the guy who helped popularize trash TV. Um, mm-hmm. He just had a wild show. Uh, what about someone else, Dax? Uh, Paul Rubens, um, Pee Wee Herman. So this was a big one. He died at the age of 70. And uh, I think the official cause was hypoxic respiratory failure, which basically means when your lungs cannot release enough oxygen into your blood. Um, And then he also had two forms of cancer at the time of his death um, that was kind of also underlying causes. Um, And I guess one of them determined to be acute myelogenous leukemia, um, which is like a cancer of the blood and bone marrow. And, um, and then he had a a form of lung cancer as well. So dealing with a lot, but that was a huge loss. I mean, I I grew up watching Pee Wee Herman and like loved his movies back in the day. So um, that one kind of burned a little bit. Iconic character, Paul Rubens and Pee Wee Herman. Not only that, he was also good in, uh, what was that Johnny Depp movie? Everyone's going to call me back. Remember, he was in Blow. He was uh, he was yep. in Blow, and Johnny, well, he was great in that movie. I actually saw him at a Whole Foods one time, and he was very incognito. And I couldn't believe I saw him. And I was right near my apartment. I was like, "Oh, hey, man." He was like, "Hey, how you doing?" Like he was very nice. Like I knew he was, but I didn't bother him. But I was like, "Wow, that's Pee Wee Herman." So that was kind of cool. Another person who passed, who was a former guest on our podcast, Suzanne Summers. She um, she had breast cancer and it spread to the brain. We had her on the podcast, and she was in one of my favorite guests we've ever had. 100. Oh, I almost um, said hundred percent. I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take it back. Ninety nine percent. One hundred and one percent. Because she really was. Uh, 
she really was one of my favorite guests we ever had on the podcast because yeah. a she's such a legend, but also she was everything you wanted her to be. She was cool. She was fun. She was real, honest, and just, just authentic. She was, she was she's authentic. Authentically, she was her. Yep. She was. She was. She was just awesome, and she passed away uh, this this fall. And I, I don't think she was vocal about her having breast cancer, but uh, she was just uh, an incredible person. No, she, she, and she, she just. Was, she also. She did some crazy things in Hollywood. She broke grounds for a lot of stars in Hollywood. And not just in Hollywood, in the business world, she created products before. She was like the original influencer in, mm-hmm. in ways. Uh, she was just Master. I mean, Thighmaster was huge. She she had told us exclusively she made $300 million off of the product. That's what got a lot of headlines after she came on our podcast. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, she broke a lot of ground, especially for um, actors, female actors in uh, in Hollywood who their pay was not justified because the men in Hollywood were getting paid more than them just because they were men. And she came out and she, uh, that was essentially the reason that she was off a threes company because she demanded more money and they said, fine, no. And it, it was like a really big deal at the time that they were willing to let her go rather than just pay her what she deserved. Uh, Dax, who's someone else? Well, I I would say Matthew Perry, but we're gonna we're gonna Same hold that guy. one yeah, because I mean, that one obviously in itself is higher up on the list. Um, so we're gonna separate separate him out. Uh, Tina Turner, though, Tina Turner was a huge loss this year. Um, I remember that story broke, and that one broke my heart because I don't know. Again, another person from my childhood that I feel like. I watched her perform. I watched the movies when I was younger about her life. And um, to hear of her passing made me quite sad, I must say. Yeah, Tony Bennett passed away, who was a big part of my childhood as well. I remember like playing basketball with him growing up. No, he was a lot older. Um, but he was – Dax, you're supposed to laugh at that. That was a joke saying I played basketball with Tony Bennett growing up. But you missed that. <laughs> Sorry, um, I was – I was trying to find Tina Turner's <laughs> age because I didn't mention it. And she was 83, and she just had she had failing health, so there there wasn't like some craziness. She was just an older yeah. lady. Tony Bennett passed away. Artist, actually, people don't know he was a he was very big into art, um, but also you know it's a legendary singer. Um, I've gotten to meet him. I got to see him a lot. He'd always walk down Central Park South. Uh, Lady Gaga was became a really big collaborator with her. Close friend of, friend his. of his, yeah. Um, I remember seeing the 60 Minutes episode about it. I guess he had dementia or Alzheimer's, one or the other. I'm not going to get that wrong, but uh, it was just he was a legend, Paul Tony Bennett, yeah. uh, and just a legend passed away. But there's a lot more of the people we can't get to every single one, but these are some people that we thought of offhand that kind of really meant a lot to us that sort of passed away. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Acts number four story of 2023. 
Number four story, we obviously have to say Barbie and Oppenheimer, the big promotional push that happened this year that really transformed the way that marketing is done for movies. It was revolutionary. I have never seen anything like it before. I don't know if we're ever going to see anything like it afterwards, Um, but this the way that Barbie promoted their movie in regards to getting people to dress up, to feud with each other, to put a competition between two movies, which are you going to go see Oppenheimer? Are you going to go see Barbie? Oh, how about you go see both of them and a back-to-back movie theater uh, matinee? I mean, it, it, these two movies were so successful this year because of this marketing push for, um, you know, I just I'm I'm shocked by it still to this moment because I think I've told you like I watched Barbie I think it had a great message I just I didn't think it was the greatest movie you know what I'm saying like at the end of the day I was like oh the the visuals were really cool but like it was all right you know I I didn't think it was the I didn't think it was a movie that would have made the, as much money as it made yeah listen it's been I miss going to the movies I'm a huge movie guy. And I miss going to the movies. And this just gave something people to look forward to. And it actually goes really into the marketing of it. The marketing of the movie was fantastic and was incredible. And I still can't even really narrate how it was so big. Mm -hmm. It's hard to describe what they did marketing-wise. But they sort of pinned Barbie and Oppenheimer, not against each other, but made people – the two movies coming out at the it was, same time it was, such a was good beneficial tactic. for both films. Oh. Crazy enough and saved the film industry. In fact, like the Oscars coming up in a few months, it's like there's no excitement because people don't go to the movies anymore. Um, yeah. So Barbie was a huge success. And by and, the way, uh, it ended up making $1.4 billion worldwide. Oh it made it the 14th most successful movie of all all time like let that sink in with all the movies that are out there it is the 14th most successful movie um and then oppenheimer ended up raking in like 250 million dollars which that is unbelievable on its own that's a huge number that's just from the box office that's just from the box box office alone which doesn't happen anymore so that's almost like free money for these studios these studios must have been like, oh my god, this just saved us. Not they, Barbie and Oppenheimer saved jobs in the film. Well, think industry. about that's how big it was. Think, think about Mattel. I bet this blew up sales. You know, you had people walking around with Barbie shirts on and stuff like all of that. I'm sure Mattel made a ton of money off all Barbie merchandise. The other movie that I didn't realize that did so well was Super Mario Brothers. Did you know how well that one did? I did not know, but it's funny. I've been I just started watching it recently. It's sort of like a fun movie. I I'm, I didn't finish it, but it's on Netflix right now. I was watching Dude, a little it, bit. Fun it movie. made one it made 1.3 billion dollars. It came in right wow. after Barbie. And made and it's the 17th <laughs> most successful movie of all time. And I'm like, we we're all talking about Barbie and Oppenheimer and how much money and the marketing and how great it did. I had no idea that Super Mario Brothers did so well. And the crazy part about that film is the actors who did the voiceovers, which let's be real. It's not that difficult of work, how much money they're going to make on that for just doing a voiceover. So that's a great payday for those guys. I mean, what 
man, they're doing great. Dak, number three story of 2023. All right, let's get back to Matthew Perry. He was the number three uh, biggest story of the year. Uh, and again, this is all going off of data, Google Trends, search topics. It put him in number three, uh, but shocking death this year. Uh, I was floored by this one when I saw this pop up on my phone as an alert. Uh, my mouth dropped open. Massive Friends fan. Um, we have the entire series on DVD at my house. Um, so we have watched every episode. We've, you know, anytime a little clip comes up on an Instagram, I am, I find myself watching it. Huge Matthew Perry fan over the years. Um, so this one was a killer, but um, he ended up, you know, passing away in his hot tub. Um, and he wasn't in his hot tub for very long. I think he, his assistant had stepped out for a couple of minutes, run to a store, came back, found him underwater and uh, was not able to resuscitate him. Um, we just, uh, you know, there we were waiting for quite a while to hear the toxicology results um, since he had passed away in October. Um, and those toxicology resorts results did come out and they said that he had died from acute effects of ketamine. So, um, you know more so, about ketamine. I like, I don't yeah. know much about ketamine, honestly. <laughs> yeah, Dax. I, yeah, I know ketamine. Like I have a lab no, in my basement I mean like that, but I'm saying you like, you know, people that have taken ketamine. So you're a little more familiar with like what it does. I have no idea what it is. So it's a way of treating depression and it's sort of like a very, uh, controversial sort of method right now because I mean, not controversial, it's still new. But mm -hmm. there's different ways you could take it. And there's some people you could take it at your home. Some people, you know, that they're, you could actually get it. It's like a pill that you could put on your mouth and trip, you know, for like 45 minutes or so. Or there's sometimes you could – there's different ways of taking it. So now I know there's some people – I know Pete Davidson recently talked about taking ketamine. And you could take it at your home on your own or you could take it with a doctor or go to a clinic mm -hmm. and take it. Um, how he was taking it, I mean – they found a lot of ketamine in his body. And I think he was taking – I still think he was taking it the right way as far as treating with depression. I think we're still trying to figure out – we're still uneducated in the ketamine usage of it, like how he mm -hmm. was taking it. Um, yeah. It's – uh, I, I mean – And I do need to mention it wasn't just ketamine. That is – that is listed as the cause, but there is contributing factors here also listed on the report, which would be drowning, obviously, uh, coronary artery disease and uh, buprofamine effects, which is the medication that was used to treat the opioid um, use disorder. So um, there were there were a couple things here, but I think obviously most people would say, okay, well, drowning as well, because if you slip into you know unconsciousness while you're underwater you're going to end up drowning and that will be the yeah the major cause if you, take, if you take ketamine um it basically stays like in your system the drug's half-life is about three to four hours but the ketamine was that he obviously took was taken in another manner we just don't know how it was taken but obviously it affected the system then he he drowned in his hot tub and i mean i was I was, I'm a friend's fan. I'm not a fan's obsessive fan, but I, I was wild to see the amount of people that show affected come out from putting flowers at the coffee shop in New York city in the West village where 
the show was based on and um, so many people posting about it and the stories of following the cast. You know, people want to see the mm-hmm. cast um, and see they're all waiting to see how they were going to respond. And they all put out a message the same day on social media. I mean, th- that death affected a lot of people and just showed how big that show was and how much it meant to a lot of people. So that death, obviously, there was a lot of people lot were lost in 2023, but that death just blew that went, up. That one hit harder than I think a lot, for, at least me personally. Uh, Dex, on a, on a better note, the number two story um, was a nice moment. I think we're still trying to figure out what the deal is. I think some people are wondering if it's real, if it's fake still. But the number two story, Dex. Oh, it's all Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Uh, obviously have to bring them up because this has been the biggest relationship. So uh, Kylie Jenner, Timothy Chalamet, you can take a seat because you did not get the number one uh, <laughs> relationship story of the year. Uh, it's all been about Taylor and, and Travis. Uh, and it started, if we want to look back to when it really started, was in July of this year when he attended her heiress tour in Kansas City. And uh then like a couple days later opened up about um, going to the concert on his podcast, new Heights. When he just said, it's an unbelievable show. Everyone was dressed in pink and purple and going crazy for her. And I guess he was really disappointed because she wasn't doing any meet and greets before or after because she needs to save her, her voice. And he was like, I just wanted to give her a bracelet with his phone number on it. Like that was going to be his way of, uh, you know, shooting his shot And she ended up hearing about it and reaching out to him. And that's kind of really what kicked off their relationship. And they apparently had a private relationship behind closed doors for quite some time, somewhere in between July and September when they really kind of went public and she showed up to his first uh, football game. Uh, But they were there hanging out, dating behind the scenes. And then she showed up to that, that Chiefs game and uh, obviously, that's when things started to really kick off. She was there in the booth hanging out with his mom. And they afterwards went to like a restaurant in his convertible. And then it seems like since then, it has been in full swing. She's been to numerous of his games. He flew down to Argentina to watch her perform, was hanging out with her dad. Uh, she changed the lyrics to her song. I mean, it was just... You know, we keep seeing back and forth up until a couple days ago. She was even at another one of his games. Dude, I'm going, I'm saying it. I, I think it's, I think it's legit. You, so you think this story, this relationship, it's going to, yeah. it's going to go all the way to the altar. Dude, I don't know if it's going to go all the way to the altar, but that doesn't mean that it's not legit. I think that this relationship shows so much more signs of it being real and authentic than some of her other relationships in the past. Um, I like, I, I think that they're super cute together and uh, I'm here for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think this story, I think this relationship is going to end because they're so committed to it. And Wait, you think it's going to end? No, I, I think it's an end at the altor. I, when I mean, end oh. at the altar, I think they're going, I, go, I think they're going the, the whole route. I think she's been with enough people. Uh, famous people in his career and her career 
and she's getting older where I think it's just that part of her eight, you know, it's that time in her life where she's like, okay, I need to, she's also conquered everything. Like she, she has done it all at her age. She has become the biggest celebrity musician on the planet. She like, at this point, I think the next logical thing is family for her. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I think it's going to, yeah, that's the only I'm thing that's going to be more rewarding for her than a career will be family. That's why I think that this relationship is just not perfect. And he's willing to be Mr. Swift. In fact, I think Travis would change his last name to Travis Swift. <laughs> I think that's how much he wants this to work out and for his behalf because he clearly loves the attention. I mean, yeah. he's not hiding. He loves the attention. This guy has been wanting to be Hollywood for a long time. And, uh, what and I like that. I, I like. I like that he owns it. Like he is. He definitely he owns it. I'll himself. give him credit. He owns. It. He doesn't change who he is just because he's in a high profile relationship. I don't know if you saw. At one day, he was wearing like um, a shirt on at practice. It was like a strip club. I don't know if it was Crazy Horse. I can't remember the which strip club it was, but like he's just being him, and he's really fun, and he's goofy, and I think she likes that, and I think he's like this. You know, to me, it's like this kind of high school type thing where she's like the big cheerleader and he's the big football player. And, you know, like it works for them. I don't know. I I, I like it. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, and I don't normally get uh, like excited about relationships, but I kind of like this one for some reason. I don't know. It's fun. Yeah, no, I think this one is going to end uh, with a marriage and two kids, but. It's not going to be exactly two kids because they're going to be Siamese twins. So they're going to share, like, you know, they're going to be si- they're going to be connected at the shoulder somehow. So that's my feeling on it. You're supposed to laugh at these dumb jokes. <laughs> they're so these dumb are- I can't laugh at them. That's the problem. I I don't need to be canceled <laughs> on the last day of the year, dude. That's so stupid. I'm just trying to keep you awake. Uh, Dax, the number one story of 2023. Well, this goes off of the data. This is 100% the data-driven. Everyone wanted to know more about this story. They were Googlings like crazy, and it is all about the SAG after strike. It was by far the most popular topic of the year, and I think a lot of that comes down from the confusion over it, people trying to like figure out what the hell was happening, why all their TV shows were going away, why the nightly shows were not in production, um, and what actors were looking for. So um, that strike is now officially over, by the way. Um, but it was the longest strike in in history. Um, there was 118 days of strikes, and, um, and, and there was a lot of people really hurting in Hollywood because keep in mind, a lot of those people that work in Hollywood are not – the big famous names that have millions of dollars stashed away in their bank account. This affected everyone, makeup artists, stylists, um, set uh, people working on the set. I mean, anyone involved basically was out of a job while the actors were striking. Um, And so, you know, when you really kind of dig into what they wanted, a lot of it came down to residuals, um, they were, they basically wanted to make sure that there was an increase in, in the like minimum level of payment, that there was protection against the threat of AI and basically using actors likenesses without av- actually having to do anything. And so, you know, you think about that and like all, all the deep fake stuff and how popular that TikTok is with the guy who looks like Tom Cruise, you could film a whole movie 
with someone who has a deep fake of Tom Cruise and not actually have to pay Tom Cruise. Like that is the stuff that they were worrying about. You know, like how do you how do you stop our images and likenesses from just being done without us? Um, pension and health, they wanted those um, raised up. There was a lot of things. And um, all in all, they ended up getting a 7% increase on their minimum payments. They're now getting... Uh, back-end deals when it starts airing on streaming networks because that was a big thing where you film a show that airs on ABC and you get residuals when it airs on ABC. But the second, you know, five years, 10 years later, it rolls over to Netflix because they buy the rights for it. You're not getting paid for it to roll out on Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And they're saying, no, if you air this on a streaming platform, you need to pay for it. And so that was a part of it that they, they, they got assurances for that. And then obviously the AI protection. So um, a lot of things happened this year, but uh, I think a lot of actors are very happy that this is moving forward. Um, people in the industry, very happy to be back to work. And trust me, as an audience, uh, you, I, me, everyone out there is going to be happy that our shows are back on the air and that movies are coming out next year. Yeah. I mean, this story didn't just affect the actors. It affected everyone who works in Hollywood. I mean, this also had, uh, this cost the national economy about $6 billion. I mean, and we think about all the actors, the actors are on strike, but because the actors are on strike, the camera guys weren't able to work. The set people weren't able to work. I mean, a lot of people were lost out because of this and it just i talked to michael bay recently name drop mm -hmm. and uh, he was talking about like mm -hmm. how his guys were where he was like I, like they're my i we work together we, i work with the same crew for every single project i work on and i was just like mortified that i couldn't really help these guys out it wasn't a position to really help these people out um so yeah but ultimately hopefully this leads to more projects. People are back to filming. Hopefully everyone's happy with this. And that was the number one story of 2023. Dax and I want to wish you guys a happy new year. Uh, hope you guys uh, keep tuning into the podcast. We got some exciting things uh, for the first month of the podcast. And um, I just appreciate you guys listening. You know, you guys have been with us all year. Um, some of you guys have been with us for a few years. It, it, it never, it's just crazy to us. Dax and I like, when we go on a private Facebook group off the record and we see you guys responding to our posts or just asking us questions like, oh, my God, people are actually listening. Like I do stand up. I do jokes. There's an audience right there. I get a reaction. We do these podcasts. We like throw it out like it's dynamite. We have to wait to hear if there's a reaction. You guys have always reacted well to us. And we're just so appreciative of the response. And uh, we just want to keep it going. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Dax, do you have anything to say? I don't. Happy New Year's. Enjoy it. <laughs> Be good to yourselves, guys. Thank you. What Adam said is 100% true. We we really, really, really appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to us. We feel like your family. And um, again, I, I would double down on what he said. Like, I love seeing your comments. I love reading your reviews. I like just knowing that people are listening and it is very cool and I'm always humbled by it. So thank you guys for all your support, all your kindness. Um, and it really keeps us going on this podcast. Yeah. Like I said, follow our private Facebook group called off the record, which is a really cool, fun community. Find me at Adam Glenn, find Dax Holt at Dax Holt. Happy new year, everyone. See you guys next week. Bye.
Ahura Media Production.